Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks today, and it's uh, what a great morning it is out here. The sun is shining. You may hear the lawnmower outside. It seems like my lawn guy is at the guy across the street. He does about five or six of us at the same time. So we'll try to get through this without hearing the lawnmower guy out front. But those of you who say, man, it's January. What is the guy doing mowing your lawn and picking up your yard? Well, it's South Carolina, my friends. <laughs> and, uh, South Carolina kind of grows grass year-round, just doesn't grow quite as quick in this time of the year. But Still got leaves falling, still got all that going on, and my guy shows up with a blower, a lawnmower, and edgers, and all those types of things, and and keeps it going. Uh, we're in Psalm number 55, and uh, I think he's talking about deceitful friends here, friends that stink, friends that mock you, friends that are no good. I'm glad that my co-host is a, a faithful, loyal friend, and uh, she's not deceitful, and uh so I want to know what's going on with her this morning. I know they got some snow on the ground. Uh, have the have the kids been outside? Have they been doing the the snow fun, the sliding, all that type of stuff? Well, our, they they did it with our last snow. I'm sure they will. This snow just fell last night. The snow we have now started um, late last evening and fell through the night. So um, this is fresh snow. Oh wow! It makes some good snowballs. Yeah. I like it when yeah. the snowballs get hard like ice and you can really take someone out. So does Caleb. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he always does it at the kids running in the house. So guess where I end up with the snowballs disintegrating. You know, life snowballs sometimes, that's for sure. And uh, so has Thor, has Thor engaged in courting yet for his future wife and the mother of his puppies? Nope. There's no courting going on right now. Now, people, you need to hear this, okay? Thor is still without wife, so uh, we're, he's doing just fine. He he's just fine on the outside. He's miserable on the inside. I assure you that no matter how happy Thor looks, he's only half the dog that he'll ever be until he meets Mrs. Thor, and uh, then <laughs> and they raise a beautiful family to be sold nope. to the guy down the road. Nope. <laughs> I'm going to become a little Emmy-ish here real quick. <laughs> yeah, so if you don't know, Emmy's been really obstinate against my beard, which you've got to admit in all of its majesty right now, is turning into quite a beard. It's uh, it's it's about three quarters of an inch long uh, in places. I, I stopped. I was using the number four for a while. Then I went to the number six and flattened it out. And then I said, stop the nonsense. I'm just letting it grow. I'm keeping the hair off my lips, but I, I have told Debbie that next Monday morning, uh, it will meet the, uh, Manscaped 5,000 and, uh, it will be, it will be knocked down and I'll be back down to clear face again, though. I think I'll grow it right back. I don't know. I'm, 
I'm really digging the beard. And uh, so that's an important thing. If you like, you know what? Grow a beard. You know, I was at Walmart a couple months ago and a woman had a beard in there. You know, she, it wasn't really the whole full thing. It was like a, a shaggy beard. You know, <laughs> there was like 18 hairs coming out of her chin. And so and I'm thinking, you know, if, if she could have a beard, well, certainly I can. Uh, I have eight, I have 18,000 hairs per square inch. So anyway, I just wanted to share that with you. So the beard still goes on. Uh, Stephanie's less of a hater than she's been in the past. Debbie's still a hater. Emmy still thinks it looks like a tornado and wants me to get rid of it. She always says, no, shave it. So uh, she's not changing. I'll say, Emmy, do you like my beard? And she's like, no, shave it. And uh, it looks like a tornado. So, um, so Emmy will be happy next Monday morning uh, when indeed it meets the Manscaped 5,000 and, uh, and gets chopped down. So here we are on Psalm 55, speaking about manscaping and life. And we're not talking about manscaping here, actually. We're talking about uh, David. And there's a lot going on. And, uh, you know, it's a cry against those friends that can't be trusted, deceitful friends. It says, give ear in verse number one. Give ear to my prayer, O God, and hide not thyself from my supplication. Attend unto me and hear me. I mourn and my complaint, and make a noise. Because the voice of the enemy, because of the oppression of the wicked, for they cast inequity upon me, and in wrath they hate me. My heart is sore, pained within me, and the terrors of death are fallen upon me. Fearlessness and trembling are come upon me, and horror have overwhelmed me. And I said, Oh, that I had wings like a dove, for then would I fly away and be at rest. Lo, then would I wander far off and remain in the wilderness. Selah, which means think on these things. I would hasten my escape from the windy storm and the tempest. Destroy, O Lord, and divide thy tongues, for I have seen violence and strife in the city. Day and night they go about, they go about it upon the walls thereof, Mischief, also the sorrow, are in the midst of it. Wickedness is in the midst of thereof. Deceit and guile depart not from her streets. And so I wanted to do the first 11 verses, Stephanie, to, to break this in half, kind of, sort of, so to speak. There's a lot going on uh, right out of here. He's asking the Lord to save him. And uh, by thy name, oh, no, I'm all right, to give ear to him. I went right back up to Psalm 54, O God. Hide not thyself from me. You know, sometimes we feel, and we've talked about this before, but sometimes we feel like God's not hearing us, God's not with us, God's not close to us, and David's there. He's in that zone. So if you've been in that zone, you have some pretty good company here. You have David, and he's talking to attend to me, and hear thee. he says, I'm mourning with my complaints, and I'm making noise, and uh, because the voice of my enemy, those first three verses, uh, Stephanie, they just... They just really go at you, and they just uh, really, if you could look at four there, my heart is sore pained within me, and, uh, and the terrors of death are fallen upon me. Fearlessness and trembling are come upon me, and horror have overwhelmed me. He's describing a situation of, uh, you know, hear me, hear my prayer, God, where are you? Is what he's starting out with right in the beginning. Attend to me. I'm mourning this life I'm living, and... Uh, 
He's saying the enemy's coming after him. His heart is sore. That faithfulness and trembling have come upon him. He, he feels like God is not nearby. I mean, what do you see in there in those first five verses? Well, it's this psalm is, you know, it strikes some deep, deep, very deep chords, um, especially if you know the context um, of what David's going through here. Um, and I love that David is so real, you know, that God gave us these prayers of David that are inspired yeah. You know, we can relate to this. I know this psalm, I mean, just in the last couple of weeks, this psalm I was going to and reading through it and crying and praying and, and reading these verses saying, God, this is where I am. This is where I am. And um, I think it's anyone who has PTSD, um, if you've been through trauma, you know, David, I believe David did have PTSD. And you're talking just come, you know, things compile. And I have been, you very well know, in the place of, you know, where the terrors of death fall on you, fearfulness and trembling and horror overwhelm you of just being in that place of rock bottom. And because of, as verse three says, the voice of the enemy, the oppression of the wicked, um, in, that in their wrath, they hate me. Um, anyone who has dealt with being hated knows how much that stinks. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we're human. David was a human. It hurt. Um, it literally brought him to that place where he says terrors of death. I mean, it took him to a very dark, bad place and brought him to that place of just wishing in verse six, you know, that he could either miraculously just get away or die. That's kind of where he is. And I have been there. And, you know, it's, it's, I think what's so sad about this is too, um, as I've, I've told you, Doug, there's something um, about, you know, when you go through, as David was going through in this situation, one of the man, the man he trusted most um, the man who, when he got counsel from him, he viewed as going before the oracles of God. Um, when you're turned on and betrayed by that person, by the people that you loved the most, by the people perhaps that you had spent, as we're going to learn about in the Psalm, you know, you worshiped with them, you worked with them, you thought you were on the same page and they turn on you. There is something so deep about that. I remember telling my parents recently um, after going through a betrayal um, that God allowed me to find out about. Um, I told them this is worse. This hurts worse than Charles' death. You know, there's something with betrayal is, yes, God allows it, but it's a person making a willful decision to trash you. And David was here. That's where he is. And it had brought him to that place of depression to a place of God, it's dark. I don't even see where you, I know you're here, but I don't see where you are. Yeah. Wow. And I think that, you know, my feeling is here that when you get to that deep, dark place where the fearlessness and trembling are come upon you, where you're, um, where there's only God. And uh, I think that is such a great thing. And that was me this time. And I had that close. You know, we have beeps. And 
you know, sometimes those beeps are from Stephanie and sometimes those beeps are from me. And it was Belk telling me there's 50% off all large, tall shirts. You know, it comes up in the corner of the Mac when you're doing something. But uh, anyway, I, I was just thinking as you were reading that, when you get to that place, when you're in that pit, when there's, you know, there's pain all around, where there's hurt all around, where you're uh, thinking about writing a country western song. I mean, where, <laughs> where, where everything's going bad. Uh, and uh, I mean, that is, that is a place of, um, that's a place where God can use you. That's a place where God can come down to you and change everything. When you finally get to that place, and I mean, it, sadly, you know, God doesn't need people to mess you over. God doesn't need the knuckleheads to ruin your life. God doesn't need people to be deceitful and lie and all those kinds of things uh, to, to give you a great time. But our God is so great that he uses trials like that. He created us. He knows that we're wicked. He knows that our hearts are wicked. Uh, he knows that we have these desperate intentions. He knows that we uh, we hyperbolize things. He knows that we go through these things. But when David just got to this place, and, and folks, when we get to that place, when there's nothing else between us and happiness than God, that's when God can really make a difference in your life. I'm just being honest with you. That's that place that you can pop up and say, uh, and God can just lift you up when you realize that it's not about you, when you realize that it's about God, when you realize that only God can do it, that's when things change. And then, and Stephanie started talking about that great verse there, number six. And I said, oh, that I had wings like a dove, for then I would fly away. I love that song, Stephanie. I'll fly away. Do you know that song? Uh, that's a good song. It might be a little bit outside your comfort zone, but man, that's a good song. I'm going to fly away one day and be at rest. Lo, then, would I wander far off and remain in the wilderness, Selah. I would hasten my boy. And don't we want to go get a cabin in the middle of nowhere sometimes? Just lock down the doors, have some chow, uh, you know, and what you need out there and a shotgun for the bears and stuff. And I would hasten my escape from the windy storm and tempest. Destroy, O Lord, and divide their tongues. For I have seen violence and strife in that city. Day and night they go about it upon the walls thereof, mischief. Also in sorrow are in the midst of it. Wickedness is in the midst thereof. Deceit and guile depart not from her streets. He's saying, day and night they're coming after me. They're, 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 they're wanting to kill me. They're wanting to take my reign. They're wanting to uh, ruin me. They're wanting to harass me. They're doing all these things. I need to go to you, faithful God. I need, and we've been there. Haven't you been there where you say, these folks are out to get me. You know, the phone calls come. It's not just Stephanie that people are out to get. Since we've started this podcast, I'll be honest with you, the devil has turned up his attacks against Stephanie and I. Just the reality of this podcast is real. It's reaching out to some people. People are getting saved and the devil hates that. And the next thing the devil hates the second most, the people are finding joy in God's word. People are reading God's word. People are waking up in the morning and driving down the road and getting this devotion in the car as they're going down the road. And, and the devil hates that. But the, I think a lesson right here, Stephanie, I think a lesson, I think the place is we do go to God and say, destroy them, O Lord, divide their tongues, make them come down on each other, make them war against each other, get me out of the picture. I mean, you've been there. What are you thinking that exactly what David wants here? Well, I think it's interesting because this this passage flies in the face of what we have 
this perverted form of Christian love that we have that, you know, um, we just let people walk all over us. I don't see David being a rug here. Is he submissive to the hand of God? Yes. But he is going to God and asking God to deal with this. Yes. And um, he's not staying in the midst of these people wanting to hurt him and wanting to kill him. He separates from them. He hides himself. And I think there's a lot of principles when you when you hear, know the background of this psalm and what David says here. Um, there's a lot of principles for someone going through abuse. There's a lot of principles for someone being attacked. Yeah. Um, you're not you're not. Jesus didn't hang out with the Pharisees. He didn't hang out with the people who were constantly conspiring to kill him. Um, and you can't. There's that that you need to walk with God. And um, to a certain extent, when you run to Christ, he'll give you that that moment by moment direction on what to do. But I don't see David here um, being a rug. I see him being submissive and a living sacrifice before his God but I don't see him being a rug to the people who were trying to kill him. He goes before God and says, destroy, O Lord, and divide their tongues. For I have seen violence and strife in the city. Day and night they go about it upon the walls thereof. Mischief also and sorrow are in the midst of it. Wickedness is in the midst thereof. Deceit and guile depart not from her streets. David's going before God saying, God, these people are sinning against you. They're shaking their fists in your face by their behavior. And we know from other Psalms, you know, God, God says he hates, his soul hates those that love violence. God makes it very clear what he thinks of those things. And David's going before God saying, God, I know who you are. And would you destroy thou, O Lord, you know, divide their tongues. In other words, cause them to destroy themselves in a sense. Yeah. And um, I think there's an example set before us of crying out to God. You know, this is a prayer. We forget how powerful prayer is because we don't always see what God's doing. But Psalm after Psalm after Psalm, we see David crying out to God. Yeah, I yeah. think I think so. And, you know, there's something else that just screeches out to me here. And I I just was thinking as you were saying that you were right on. But what screeched out to me, too, is David is not in denial here. Nope. You know, it's OK to look at your inner self and see how you feel. It's OK to bring up your inner self feelings. It's OK to write down on a piece of paper even and say, this is how I feel. And, and, you know, uh, David's not living in denial. The problem with a lot of people who are dealing with junk in their lives, the problem with a lot of people who are dealing, they live in denial. And, the tr and I'm not talking about the river. Uh, I'm talking over there yeah, <laughs> on the other side of the world. I'm not talking about the Nile. I'm talking about living in denial. And, folks, that was a bad joke. I know that. But you know what? When, when we get past this stage, when we get past the stage of living in denial, that this isn't really going on in my life. This is real. This is people who are trying to hurt me. There are people trying to hurt me. These are. I do need to go to God about this. I do need to seek refuge. And it may not be on this big of a scale in 2021 America, but it it certainly there there may be people in your life that are trying to mess up. Stephanie hit it hit the nose right on the right on the nose right on the head there. Uh, or hit the head on the nose. I don't know what I'm saying. I pointed toward my nose. It made nail on the head. The nail. And why did I point at my nose then? I don't know. 
Yeah, see, so we don't know why I pointed at my nose. Uh, talking about hitting the nose. I've always been kind of conscious about my nose since the helicopter accident and getting hit with a beer mug at a bar when I was a kid. But anyway, and breaking my nose. My nose has been broken about five times. So, But anyway, getting back to this, I always thought that if someone was going to beat me up, I hope they break my nose again so we can make that thing look better, praise God. But here we are, and uh, this is what I'm thinking. I, I'm thinking that denial ruins lives. I'm thinking that not realizing the state you're in keeps you from growing with God. That's the practical things I'm dealing with here. I'm thinking that it's absolutely right to get refuge. Like Stephanie said, take refuge, go to that cabin, get far away, uh, and but don't live in denial. You know, write down what's going on around you. Write down that this is happening. I need to take care of this because denial never helps. And if you got someone in your life that's hurting, you get a protection order. You know, if you're listening, I know one of the ladies that's listening today listens every single day. Uh, told me the night before last that uh, she's got this guy chasing after her and stuff. I told her get a protection order, go to the police, and she did. And and folks, we can't live in denial. We have to. Uh, write things down that we're going through. And I mean, looking at this practically, Stephanie, what would you say is the practical side that uh, you could help us with here? Well, I think um, I think it's important to know that as a child of God, you have direct access to the throne of grace to find mercy and help in time of need. And that's where David is in this psalm, many psalms, but in this psalm, he is at that throne of grace to find mercy and help in in this trial that he's going through right now. And um, I think just that willingness to correct, as you said, to acknowledge where we are. God already knows where we are, but he's waiting for us to come to that point of crying out to him with, Lord, I need you. I can't deal with this. Um, This situation is out of my control. And God, would you show yourself strong? And I think that's where he, where the Lord is looking for us to be so that he can. He's waiting for us to ask, to seek, and to knock. There it is, folks. Uh, pull out that pad. Write down what's going on around you. Pray to an almighty God. Beg him. Uh, seek his refuge. Seek his help. Uh, pray that, the, uh, that God would confound them, that he would, you know, let the tongues turn on themselves and, and things like that. There's a lot of good lessons in here. Now, I know... Are we going to do, I'll fly away. What are we, what are, what are you doing? What is the song to wrap this puppy up with? Are we going with it? I mean, it's Bible. I went, I went to Lord, I need you. Okay. We did that already though. Okay. Well, we'll do that. But, I don't think we've done this one before. If we went, did, it's a long time ago. Yeah. It was during Philippians. All right. All right. All right. We remember that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. It's a good song, you know? Okay. All right. I'm not judging you as long as you end with a verse of I'll fly away. Yeah. Or at least the chorus. All right. Go ahead. Okay. Sometimes when life seems gentle and blessings flood my way, I turn my gaze away from you and soon forget to pray. But when the sky grows darker and courage turns to fear, my anxious voice cries upward with words you long to hear. Lord, I need you. When the sea of life is calm, oh, 
Lord, I need you. When the wind is blowing strong, whether trials come or cease, keep me always on my knees. Lord, I need you. Lord, I need you. All right, you ready for that chorus, Bob Fly Away? Sure, because I have to. It's a two-song day today. It's a it's a big day. It's Wednesday. Yeah. I'll fly away, oh glory. I'll fly away. Amen. When I die, hallelujah, by and by, I'll fly away. Brethren, we will fly away. Hey, listen to every word Eric has to tell you. It's very important. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin. For the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.